Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about Season of the Undying kind of as a whole, where we are now. I want to give my thoughts on the season thus far. We're not necessarily done with the season, but we're pretty close, and we just had Vex Offensive Final Assault. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If I'm not live, you can follow the Twitch channel and turn on notifications. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe helps me out as well well so season of the undying has been a little bit of a mixed bag because it was paired with shadow keep and i think some people struggle to splice the difference between them you kind of have to look at the the schedule and see what ones have the certain logos and what i you know what activities are set up for the season and what activities are set up for shadow keep and i don't think very many people a, a very small fraction of, of of people in the community probably bought the season of the undying but then didn't buy Shadow Keep. That's got to be a really, really low number. And I think that's making it tough for some people to realize just how much came with the season. Those of us that have seen how much the season comes with, a lot of people have been saying that gives them concern about the next couple of seasons. So I want to talk about first, I want to address people saying it's not over. The season's not over, Lono. They might do more. They might do more. Vex Defensive Final Assault might change. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Uh, second, I want to talk in the middle of the video, I want to talk about the artifact, the season pass, and the activity that we got that's essentially what the season was season of the undying brought that and then i want to end by addressing concerns people are concerned i have some concerns not that many and i'm going to tell you why i'm not too concerned about the next couple of seasons so first let's just address the fact that people like it's not over there might be something left I'll concede that there might be a hidden exotic quest or something. I I continue to think that this would be a great season to have a Whisper or Outbreak Perfected style quest and have it be tied to the Vex uh, Mythoclast, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Uh, Obviously, it wouldn't be datamined yet. The Outbreak Perfected wasn't datamined until the day it got put in with an update, so they could definitely do that later on down the line. I think we are close enough to the end of the season, though, for me to give sort of a review of everything that we've done this far. We were all kind of waiting for Vex Offensive Final Assault to land. The community was very disappointed with it. I defended the community. A lot of people were saying, well, the community got their hopes up. They shouldn't have hyped it up. I kind of walked through systematically through the season pass schedule. There was an email that was sent. Bungie did a lot to make it seem like Vex Offensive Final Assault was going to be more substantive than just a boss change. And so now that we're on the other end of that, we're on the other side of Vex Offensive Final Assault, I do think it's fair to say, all right, let's look at the entire season. Let's look at how things landed, what we thought, uh, and is there even time for them to make any significant changes? I don't think so. Uh, The season was also shorter than other seasons will be, and it was mostly attached to DLC content. Most of what we got in Shadowkeep was Shadowkeep. The season was shorter, it was a little bit jammed together, Altar of Sorrows launched the exact same time as the dungeon. I feel like that probably would have originally been spaced out if the season wasn't kind of squished. They lost a couple of weeks with the delay, and I think that caused some timing issues with the season itself. It also seemed very front-heavy, the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season pass. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the season pass, everything was very, very front-heavy. And I think that's probably on purpose. They probably know that player numbers are the strongest those first couple of weeks, and then they kind of settle down and hit equilibrium. And because of that, I think it was intentionally front-heavy, so I don't fault them for that. But because it was front-heavy, we're getting to the end, and a lot of people are now growing concerned about, like, is next season going to feel this thin? Is next season going to kind of peter out this quickly and limp along at the end? or is it going to be a little bit stronger overall I actually thought the quality of the season was decent I thought they brought cool new things I thought what they brought was good I think it I think it had 
good quality, but quantity was lacking. The quality was fine and acceptable. I don't think anything was bad or poorly designed, but I think quantity was lacking. So let's move to talk about the artifact, uh, the season pass, and the activity. I thought the artifact was one of the best iterations they've come up with. It does need a few adjustments. Like when you look at the actual artifact itself, and, and we need to remember this. This is an entire system. This is an entire capstone system. They added in Shadowkeep on top of your usual playstyle loadout and grind. This thing touches a handful of ways that you play from oppressive darkness to the reloads to the champion modifiers to one of my favorites, which is Breach Refractor for the grenade uptime. With oppressive darkness, it adds a power bonus. I'm at a plus 18, and I didn't even really focus on it. I'm, I'll soon be uh, a plus 19. I think this was an actual really, really good iteration and evolution on our experience in Destiny. This was, this was unprecedented. They've never really done anything like this before and this was I think this is bigger than a lot of people give it credit for and I'm glad they did this I believe this is the tip of an iceberg as them turning the rudder on the ship to get us away from RNG loot based leveling I have a whole video on loot based leveling changing I think this is a part of that change I also think this is a part of the RN not I'm sorry not RNG this is a part of the action MMO RPG feel they're bringing this idea of customization loadouts meta changes seasonal seasonal changes of dominance where one build might be great this season and the next season maybe you have to pivot to something else the artifact is a huge win this is this is a 10 out of 10 addition to the game i think now pvp guys are groaning because of thunder coil uh and and that's presence in pvp has been pretty frustrating for people I, I i will concede that there are some things that do need adjusted i don't think this is perfect i think as a concept and as an idea it's a home run but it's a little there's some sloppiness to it there's some things that need to be thought about like this this lane here not being able to put these mods on exotics not being able to put these mods on any gun you want not a huge fan of that especially the exotic aspect of it uh and then this lane over here has some things that are problematic like thunder coil so it does need to be iterated on a bit but i love what it brought to the game second let's talk about the season pass i thought the season pass was great again we already highlighted the fact that it was a little bit front heavy that uh, that's more than likely by design they know you know the early part of the season they're trying to capture those new light players they're trying to capture those players that that play for a couple of weeks and then tend to put the game down if you remember the beginning of the season being awesome and rewarding and getting lots of stuff that's going to be a good memory and a good seed planted in your mind to jump in next season for the hardcore players this was a little lacking because 100 wasn't hard to get to even those of us that stack bounties it it doesn't matter i'm at 177 so the stacking of bounties did not really do that much to put me where i am at the present moment so i would love to see this get some sort of a prestige maybe resetting it maybe doing more with it uh you know running through it again so right now i would be at level 77 and all throughout i could have been getting diminished amounts of currencies just so i get a little something something uh you could give me a uh, uh, uh you could give me a seasonal uh I can't think of the word. Give me a seasonal uh, emblem. <laughs> a seasonal emblem that tracks how many times I've reset it. Because you could have the seasonal emblem even look like the season. So this picture right here with all these Vex would have made a great emblem. It would have made a great header for your, your menu. It would have made a great emblem. And you could have tracked, you know, uh, 177. Oh, this one actually does track the season rank. I forgot about this one. I would actually have that track resets as well. You could put like a little star on it. Like if you're resetting, I guess 177 kind of does that. So we already have that 
that. Um, but I would like to see a little bit more done with resets and prestiges. Maybe skins, maybe shaders, maybe ornaments. I don't know. That would be pretty cool as well. Now, Vex Offensive. So we've talked about the artifact. We've talked about the season pass. Now let's talk about the activity. Vex Offensive was good. It was good. It did the job, but it didn't go far enough. It did not match Shadowkeep's quality. Shadowkeep brought Nightmare Hunts with difficulty spectrum. Nightfall's got difficulty spectrum. Uh, contest modifier in the raid. Uh, you know there there are modifiers uh, that have the you know champions and stuff showing up in all these other activities. And Vex Offensive fell short because it didn't have any of those cool things. It didn't have any of those layers of value, and that is most notably seen in Vex Offensive Final Assault doing virtually nothing to the activity no modifiers, no loot no difficulty spectrum, no rise in difficulty it actually got easier, the boss is identical, he just looks different, he goes to the same positions, you fight in the exact same way, same mechanics, and he actually dies faster, so I think the the thin the thin nature, the lacking of value on Vex Offensive, I think has been seen, I, it doesn't mean it wasn't good, it doesn't mean it wasn't fun, it was structured in a really great way Ikora, the frames, it's super generous it's dropping stuff like crazy it's easy peasy it's great for match made activity all those are true statements but they need to go a little bit farther with the seasonal activity next time because vex offensive is not going to carry a season so let's move to concerns this is something that people are concerned about they look at the amount of things we got in the season they look at the amount of things that were actually shadow keep and they're like man if the next couple of seasons are like this they're not going to be that good i actually think the preview previous annual pass is what gives me confidence in the winter spring and summer seasons the last annual pass went from Ford to Drifter to Opulence, and each time the activities got a little bit bigger, a little bit more complicated, and a little bit more substantive, and I think that is what gives me confidence here. Vex Offensive and the Undying Season were very thin and sort of subdued, more than likely because it was attached to Shadowkeep. They didn't feel the need to make it that substantive, and they've got more time to develop the next season, even more time for the, for, for the spring and then the summer, so I believe there will be a natural climb in substance season to season just like last time so my concerns are there but they're not quite banging on all cylinders of concern because i think they've proven in the past that each season can ramp things up both in substance and size so i believe this will be the same uh and i'm really really i'm hopeful we start to get some trailers and some outlines for the next season to put some of our concerns to rest especially after vex offensive final assault kind of being a bit of an end of season fumble so hopefully the next couple of weeks maybe something else happens but if not that's sort of my general consensus of Season of the Undying. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always hit like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my review of the season so far, kind of gotten through everything that was on the calendar and wanted to do sort of a complete review. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. I might be gone for the week of Thanksgiving, though, so if I'm not live, hitting like. Uh, and subscribe on YouTube's helpful. If you go to my Twitch channel by going to saynotorage.com, you can always hit follow and turn on notifications so you don't miss these shows and segments when I do them. So, let's take the first question here from The Assassin. Would you like to see new strikes come with the seasons? Strikes are in a weird place for me because I, I know they're meat and potatoes content, but I don't know about you guys. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't I don't run them that much anymore, and I don't know... I run them for the milestone, and that's it. 
Now, if they treated strikes the way that Vex Offensive was attached to Ikora, if I could go to Zavala and I have his tokens and I use those tokens to buy weapon frames or armor frames, and if he had cool, you know, armor pieces, uh, or if he, you know, had cool weapons, I could see myself maybe doing that, like strikes becoming a mechanism to a grind uh, like that. Outside of that, I don't, I don't care about strikes that much. Now, here's the thing, though. I really like them. Whenever I run them for milestones, I was like, man, this Hashladoon strike is really good. It is. It's a good strike. It's fun. The environments are dope. The dialogue is cool. The fight is, the fight is nice. Uh, I, would, I would like to be in strikes more often. I would like there to be uh, more strikes, if possible, every season. I think there needs to be a quality pass on strikes as a playlist I think that's more important than just being like oh let's let's just add more strikes quantitatively the other thing they kind of messed up on is they added strikes but they didn't add any strike specific loot and people really that didn't sit well with a lot of people especially when you can go into the eververse and see a sparrow and a ship that would have worked really really well in especially the ship the ship would have been a great drop from Hash Ladoon it looks like the Crimson Keep so I, I, I gave him a pass on that. I wasn't that. I was like, you know what? We need the Eververse. The Eververse is fine. I know people call me a shill and an apologist for that. I don't really care. Uh, if you're too immature, too stupid to have a conversation with somebody and you just resort to that, then I don't, I don't care what you think about me. Um, th- in, in that regard, though, I do think if they're going to add more strikes, there needs to be something attached to them. Because it's kind of like, you're just adding strikes for what purpose? And it's 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 great filler and add, and it does it does carry the story forward when you play through the campaign of Shadowkeep. It carried the story forward, and that's fine. But beyond that, I'm kind of like, this, this holds no meaning for me beyond this. Now, I may be speaking as a hardcore player, though. There could be a significant portion of the community that's in there all the time. They're grinding strikes. They're doing strikes. They're getting to they're getting to 950 still. I don't know. I don't know what percentage. I would be interested what percent of the community is engaging with strikes every single day. If it's a healthy percentage, then Bungie might look at it and be like, it's fine. It's supposed to be low-level basic content that people use to level. It's not really meant to be uh, a hardcore grind. I still think that both Shax, Zavala, and Drifter could all afford to have their inventory and their systems look exactly like Ikora. I think that would be like such a big win. They could have a couple of guns a season. They could have armor pieces or ornaments or something. Um, it'd be a really, really good win to keep yourself in those playlists and have those grinds going. Next question from Beer Pie. Do you think the final assault would have been received better if they withheld one or two of the Vex offensive guns until the last weeks and have them be a guaranteed drop from the final chest? I don't know about that because you're talking about you're talking about having a very, very scant drop pool in an already pretty shallow drop pool. Like right now, it's four guns, you know, and dr- having it be two guns all this time, I think would have been a little bit rough. This entire season, we've been able to go for all four. And outside of the scout, I think the community kind of split on which of the guns they like the most. Some people really like the subjunctive. Some people have really enjoyed getting good rolls on the pulse. I like the, the, the hand cannon and the subjunctive a lot. I think they have some really fun rolls on them. And I, I think if you would have shrunk that down... The real dilemma would have been this. Let's imagine that the first two guns were one of the good ones and the scout. So, subjunctive and the scout, okay? A lot of people have been like, it's just another SMG. And then they'd be like, the scout sucks. And they would have been right. The scout's not very good. 
And then when they would have released the next two, the hand cannon and the pulse, a lot of people have been like, these are good, these are fine, these are okay, but this isn't like a, this doesn't feel like a finale. This is, Vex Offensive Final Assault was supposed to feel like a finale. Like this, this is the end, this is the ender, oh my gosh, and it doesn't feel that way. It That's why it would have made sense to swoop in with something like the Imago Loop, or at the very least, ornaments for the guns so they don't look like they've got leaves all over them uh <laughs> i don't know any anything would have been better than nothing i mean we got we got literally nothing from it loot uh loot wise and so i would uh i would i would love to see them think uh think more uh, about that so steven says i think pvp this season has a severe lack of rewards do you think crucible should put ordeal Nightfall rewards into Valor or Glory reset. I don't know if I would go that far. I don't know if I would go that far, but I do think PvP needs something, and maybe there needs to be a level of that. Like, if you're wanting to take your armor up to the, you know, the level through the energy grind, you know, you want to take your armor up to level 10, maybe get some good stat rolls. You you basically can only do that one way, and as a PvP player, you might not really find it very appealing to grind Nightfalls. Um, that's a little extreme. I don't think it's extreme to say, hey, if you want a certain gun, go grind this activity for the gun. But it's like, oh, you want to invest in your armor? Well, then you've you've got to you've got to do Nightfalls at the at a really really high difficulty. There could be something in in there. I don't know what exactly you would do it, how you would do it. It would need to be paced well because PvP did get some love on the pinnacle grind and the stat grind. You guys got some love in Iron Banner that PvE doesn't have. Uh, it was a really, really focused grind. It was a really, really rewarding grind. Most of the people that have high stat rolls right now or that really jumpstarted... A lot of people that really jumpstarted their pinnacle grind did it with Iron Banner. Um, so I think... I think that they, the way, the way they have it set up right now, their the PVP does need help. I think PVP could afford just to have an intentional grind for good weapons and armor, like I just talked about with strikes. Um, I I think that they, I think they could afford to do something for PVP. PVP did get a little bit past this this season. Forza, since the season pass was announced late, would you still rate the season the same as if it wasn't there? It was announced late. I don't know what you mean by announced late. I feel like they've always kind of waited until stuff's about to come out to talk about it. I mean, I'm not even sure what the TWAB's going to be about tonight. I really don't. I, it, I'm not even sure if they're going to go. It, it, they, they don't typically like to talk about the next season in a blog. They like to release like a trailer. They like to release maybe a minute, a little teeny vid doc or something. Um, I don't think tonight's going to be about Season of Dawn. I don't. Uh, I think they're going to be talking about as the season winds down, here are the things that you're going to want to set your sights on, uh, the undying title, uh, you know, finishing out the season. They might really want to reiterate the fact that Vex Offensive is going away. Uh, if you have, you know, two weeks basically to, you know, left two weeks and some change left in the season. I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to talk about season of Dawn tonight. I really don't. I would love it if they would. That's just generally not how they do it. If they were going to talk about Season of Dawn, they would have released a trailer today. They would have released like a little bit of vid doc or something and to, to, to talk about it. Now, are they going to do that next week during the Thanksgiving, like the holiday week? I don't know. I'm going to take my my 
uh, a camera and a microphone and my laptop with me. So if they do a big bombshell drop, I could do like a short stream and a discussion with you guys, but I don't think it's going to happen. Usually week of Thanksgiving, they don't do much. Um, actually, that's not true. Wait a minute. They have traditionally done stuff during week of Thanksgiving because I remember having to cover it. I swear they did something the last two times I've been at my parents. I'm going to have to try to remember. I swear they did something the last two years at Thanksgiving. So we'll have to see. I don't know if they're going to wait till next week then. That might be a good time to do it because everybody's just kind of like at home and, you know, not at school. And everybody's, you know, all eyes on gaming and Twitter feeds maybe is there is the thought process. Uh, Mook me. Thank you for 30 months of resubs. I, I see that in the in the in the alerts there. We haven't had a Thanksgiving event. Not an event. I'm not saying an event. Like a trailer. Like, oh, here's the new stuff coming. I don't know. I swear to you, the last two times I've been home for Thanksgiving, they've done something like that. And I've been like, shoot. Because the one time, I, I had to like stream through my Xbox or something. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll wait and see. Ginger 300. I recall Datto suggesting an idea that after rank 100, getting a sum of bright dust every five ranks instead of a nostalgia engram. Um, we have to be careful here because you can really, really grind those levels. You can kind of, uh, I, I guess brute force isn't the right term, but you can really grind those levels like crazy just with um, bounties. Right now, if you want to earn Bright Dust, there are weeklies and repeatables at Zavala, Shax, and the Drifter. And that's your that's your weekly injection, right? You don't even have to do all of them. If you come close to doing all of them, you can get about 1,000 Bright Dust per character per week. So, you can get 3,000 Bright Dust a week. Now, if you don't want to do... Let's just say you don't want to do Gambit. You're like me. You can stomach some Crucible, but you just can't take Gambit. You can get about 2,000 Bright Dust a week then. You know, I... Well, no, it's a thousand per character, right? Yeah, it's a thousand per character, so about two thousand. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we want to start putting bright dust in other places because then it gets to the place where people just start brute forcing with bounties and just spamming the levels on that seasonal pass to just get insane amounts of bright dust. Because I'm 177, okay, and there are people that have way more levels than that because it's not like the artifact; it doesn't slow down. It just levels. It's it, it it's leveling constantly. Um, so that would be my main concern is that you would be uh, able to just, I don't know, brute force it. I mean, yeah, repeatables are 10 bright dust. And if you're going to every five levels give people bright dust, I don't know. I, that feels, that just feels very uh, contrary to the systems they've set up they've set up a system where you get a bunch of ornamental cool looking stuff through the season pass they've set up bounties in the game that if you want to grind for bright dust you can and then they have an eververse store that i believe has been very fair a lot of the eververse complaints have gotten really quiet all of a sudden because a ton of stuff has rotated down for bright dust uh, just this week, I bought I bought the Jotunir. I bought the helmet for my characters. Um, just this week, I did that uh, with Bright Dust. Now they're bleeding me dry on Bright Dust because I'm not re-earning it. I'm not being dutiful each week to do my weeklies and my dailies. Like I maybe do Vanguard weeklies. Uh, I've not been good to do that, but I'm okay with that. I came into this season with a bunch of Bright Dust, and slowly throughout, I've just been kind of buying stuff uh, as it trickles down here, so that I don't have to use uh, the silver and the iridescent. Coral is like a really cool shader too that they they uh, they drop down uh, for sale. So 
um I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with I'm okay with the idea of rolling over the season pass again, but I don't know if you want to have it be for Bright Dust. We've had people make similar suggestions about have it be for silver and stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know about that. Snow Ravens. If Bungie only does nostalgia engrams moving forward, how do these incentivize veteran players? They don't. They're not for you. That's why they're on the free track. Veteran players are not leaning on the free track. The free track is there for everybody else. That's another thing that people really misunderstand about a lot of the things in this game. Zur sucks, man. Zur never has anything good. Zur is not there for you as a hardcore player. He's there as a backstop for players who can't get certain things to drop and they're really unlucky or they play infrequently and he's there for new players. This season pass, the top portion is not for you. It's for new players. It's for new light players. That's why it's glimmer and upgrade modules. That's why it's a bunch of that, okay? Then it's glimmer upgrade modules and nostalgics. And then you get up here and it's a couple more and a gun and then it's the exotic and then it's bright dust and then it's another gun and then it's just nostalgics for the whole rest of the season, right? That's It's not there for you. This is this is there. This is there to fill out people's cosmetic collections that haven't been playing. So as a veteran player, you're focused on the bottom track. New armor, new ornaments, uh, a new ship, a new a new emote, uh, all those things that were down there are mainly targeted to you. If you come down to the bottom track and you actually add up all of what this is worth in the Eververse store. Ornaments for an, one ornament for an exotic, one exotic emote, uh, two legendary uh, ornaments for the guns, an entire armor, an entire ornamental armor set, uh, an entire armor set in general, even before that. Uh, Ascendant shards, exotic ship. If you add all this stuff up, there's also an emblem at the very beginning uh, and a lot of endgame currency. Uh, if you add it all up, all right, if you add it all up, there's actually a lot. Okay, and there's a lot, especially if you add it all up and you and you consider how much the cosmetic and the and the vanity items would cost you uh, in the Eververse. It's actually it's actually pretty good, and so I don't think they need to go any further than they have. Like if you're a veteran player, I actually think you get a pretty good amount of value for a whopping ten dollars. I mean, it's ten bucks, and and just the season pass alone gives you a lot of value if you like the vanity items in Destiny. They're also going to give you an activity, uh, and hopefully it's good. I'm hoping there's other quest lines and exotics and things going on next season. We'll have to wait and see what they say. You know, they're, they haven't said anything about Season of Dawn yet, so I don't even know if the director has updated anything. Oh, it, there used to be a thing up here. The little season thing is gone. I don't know. Wasn't there usually a thing up here in the corner that mentioned the current season, or is that down here? Um... Oh, you have to click, you have to come in here and click on the banner now in your seasonal rank and it pulls up Season of the Undying and they don't actually say, they don't even say the the name of the next season yet. I mean, we know the name of the next season, but it's even redacted uh, here on there. So they, yeah, they've still not, uh, they've still not even updated that. That's interesting. Next question from Kono. Weren't we supposed to see Saint-14 this season? Uh, this is why trusting data mines on Reddit is just really not worth your time. Uh, we were supposed to get a solar week, and we didn't. Uh, there's been all kind of things people have data mined that either haven't shown up or took a while to show up. I mean, that there's this is this is the kind of thing that you gotta be careful with. Now, when we saw the outbreak perfected Catalyst in the game all of a sudden, okay, you can take that to the bank. That's something that's suddenly in the game. But, you know, Saint-14 audio and all that, I mean, I, in the voice actor, whatever people saw or found um i i don't i don't think that's uh 
That's the thing we want to take to the bank. We're also not done. There could be an exotic quest where we go for the Vex Mythoclast or some exotic, the way we went for the Outbreak Perfected and the Whisper, and he could be invo- he could be included in that. I don't know. Um, you know, I, it, it, there we're, we have a couple weeks left, and they like to do those little exotic, goofy quests at the end. They like to do that, um, and there could be something like that, considering this was the kickoff to year three. Uh, Aaron Aaron Kill says, "Do you know why Bungie does not allow matchmaking on, off, or switch for all activities? It's a social game, as well. Well, the res- not allowing. I'm going to answer part of this question first. Not allowing matchmaking for certain activities is probably a good thing. Nine like nine fifty nine eighty nightmare hunts and nightfalls that you don't you don't want to go in there non match made. And if you want to run those activities at the high level, run them at the highest you can. So let's say you're really wanting to work on nightmare hunts at the higher difficulty. Okay, well, run them at 920. And if you're getting paired with people that are all in their 950s, start sending invites if it goes well. Start reaching out to people like it's a social game. Be social. You know, you don't want to just be able to throw any any crazy person without a mic or or you know, a brain in their head, you go, oh, you get stuck with them in a 950, 980. I mean, they're, they're tough. They're really, really tough encounters. And so use the game. You don't have to use LFG. You don't have to use external websites. You can literally use the game, go into 920s, send messages and invites if it goes well, and start adding people to your friends list, okay? Everything can't be match made. We just, we have to say that. There are some activities that require too much of the team to just throw random people together with no communication. Uh, just watching people run 980s and time trials and stuff should show you how poorly it can go. Get stuck in menagerie with people who don't understand basic mechanics or a public event, and you'll start to see why you can't have matchmaking in everything. Now, if you want to toggle matchmaking off, this is something that I would, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. If I want to go into a particular thing, I would love to be able to run strike solo. I would love to. Whenever I have bounties and I'm working on something, and it, it'd be fun. I could throw myself into a strike. Everything is mine, mine, mine. All the ads, all the kills. It would take me a little bit longer to get it done. But while I'm playing, I could be dutiful to work on the bounties from Zavala. I could be working on all these different things. I could finish, you know, two or three strikes and get a bunch of stuff done. Instead of what I do now is I get done with my three strikes and I have a bunch of half-finished bounties because I played with other people. And I'm not mad at those people. It's not their fault. Like, how dare you shoot all those Vex in front of me? I needed Vex. No, I, that, that, they're doing what they're supposed to do. It'd be I'd rather be in a, in a strike with people that are helping than people that are AFKing. So, but I do think it'd be great to be able to toggle that off. Like, can I just please go into a firewall strike playlist, please? Can I just please go into an activity by myself? I need to do that sometimes. Now, here's the thing. I wouldn't need to do that if the bounties and the things that you're asking me to do were just shared. Now, you can't AFK it. I'd have to be in proximity of the people doing it. I couldn't be at the at the beginning like running in a circle with a rubber banded controller or running a macro or something. I'd have to be in proximity of the players. I'd have to be moving with the team and as long as I'm doing that, I would be getting credit for vex kills in the areas or void kills in the areas or grenade kills or whatever. I think bounties should be shared. There's nothing worse than running nightmare hunts or strikes with your buddies or with randoms and getting angry at them doing what they're supposed to do. It just, it's silly. It's so silly. There were bounties for nightmare hunts that were like, do get melee kills on majors. 
get the frick out of here that is so frustrating you go up to a major and you gotta whittle them down and while you're whittling them down you're praying that no one kills them because you're going to melee them what typically happens you melee them too early because you're freaking out and then they punch you and then you're hurt and you die or you melee them too early then they have a sliver of health and somebody one shots them like there are some bounties that will literally make you pull your hair out and it's just like i i would say uh they need to they need to do a couple of things either let me firewall myself off or change the way the bounties work I, for one, am on team change the bounties. And the reason I'm on that team, you want people playing together. That's the whole point of this game, is to play activities together. Destiny's better together, right? And it ain't better together when I'm working on a, when I'm working on a, a, a bounty uh, or a handful of bounties. And so, I know, and I know that gets a little convoluted because you're like, so you're telling me if you go in there and there's an auto rifle bounty and a guy in your team is getting kills with auto rifles, that would count for you. I want to say... Yeah, probably. It doesn't bother me that much, you know. I I don't know. I got so lucky yesterday. I got to Q solo into Vex Offensive. I was able to get all my triumphs I had left. Yeah, I, it's just triumphs are a little bit different, but I still think bounties should be shared. Um. Uh. So. Uh, I'd love to hear more. Uh, let's see. Next question. Wish wash. The season I feel Bungie... Oh, this season I feel Bungie put a high priority for exotic quests to make sure everyone got the gun. Do you think this is because of FOMO or why? I miss guns dropping in the wild and I feel this time on quest could be better... Or one maybe one quest could be better spent on strikes. Oh, time on quest could be better spent on strikes or somewhere else. Here's the deal. Okay. If they're going to do a DLC and they're going to say, hey, there's exotics in here, I don't think they're trying to use FOMO to get you to buy it. I think they're trying to say, hey, if you buy this content, you're not going to spend all season being super irritated at the fact that the gun won't drop for you. Right? It's like, I can't get the gun to drop. I can't get Ariana's Val. Yeah, my friend got it week one and I'm sitting here. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I, I can't get the Divinity to drop. Yeah, I, it, it, it's we're 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 halfway through the with the season, and I can't get the stupid thing to drop. I don't think that's the way exotics are going to exist in the game anymore. I think they're going to move to more toward, uh, they're going to move more toward, you know, quest line exotics, puzzle exotics, mission exotics, stuff like that. I think it's better. I really, really do, because in in my in my opinion. Spending time grinding for a god roll is more of a trophy than an exotic, and let me explain. Oh my gosh, where did you get that exotic? I don't even remember. I think it randomly dropped from a strike. Oh man, I want one so bad, okay? Yo, that is such a good roll on that hand cannon. Yeah, dude, I was grinding the lectern for a while, and it's brutal. Oh, I'm going to have to do that. That looks really, really good. I've had people in chat say that they see a roll on a gun, and then they want to go engage in that content. To me, I think that's more of a trophy of grind, okay? Now, drop excitement can still be there, and here's how they could maintain drop excitement. Like, oh, I got a thing to drop. You could do what I suggested with Xur. Once you get the drop, I do think world drops could still happen for, like, armor and stuff, but once you get the drop, then you can farm for the drop by buying, like, a token from Xur, like, here, give me a token, and then all that week when you go into content where exotics are dropping, like, Nightfalls, you have an 
an incredibly high likelihood of let's say you're farming for a better skull of the dire ahamkara you want better stats you'd like it to be void or whatever and then that's all that's really dropping for you in the nightfalls that would be that excitement of ooh another one dropped ooh another one dropped but it would add a little bit of an intentional grind to it I think the problem is we can get a little bit romantic about the idea of like, oh, but exotics dropping in the wild are so exciting. Yeah, and have you ever seen how big the freaking exotic pool is? Can you imagine being a new player right now and hoping to get the exotics? A lot of these people are going to literally fill their collections with Zur. They're never going to get them all if they're waiting on world drops. The amount of exotics in this game is absurd at this point. If it's not absurd, it's absurd if you're going to be relying on world drops. I mean, Gemini freaking Christmas, just kinetics alone are an entire page plus one. Energy weapons, basically an entire page. Exotic uh, heavy weapons, almost an entire page. Then you go to armor, and Titans have uh, an entire page and a couple of lines. Hunters, same exact deal. Entire page and a couple of lines. They all have the exact same number of, of, of armor exotics, it seems. Like, that is a cra- this is a crazy amount of stuff. And somebody who plays as much as me, okay? Someone who plays as much as me, there are some in here that I don't even think I don't even think I have them all. Do I have them all? Okay, so I think I have all the armor pieces. Okay. I thought I saw one grayed out somewhere. Um, I must have been imagining things. Uh, so I have all of the armor. Uh, yeah, there's guns and stuff I haven't worked on. I, these are things I could work on if I want, but I don't feel like it. Um, and I can't get the Tarabar and the Anarchy to drop. Uh, and I never did the finish the thorn. But I think this 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 pool um, this pool of exotics is way too big to rely on world drops. I just I don't think you can I don't think you can ask uh, that of people. Um, M. Starrett or M. S. Tarrett or Miss Tarrett says, "Do you think there's anything left to enjoy this season? Any new surprises? I'm hoping for an exotic quest like Outbreak and Whisper." Arcanus, what do you think is the likelihood of X Mythoclast being the community challenge weapon? A community challenge weapon is is seeming being an exotic like that seems a little uh, a little wishful thinking. I think it would be attached to something more like you know the Whisper and the Outbreak missions that we had to do uh, based on impulse. I'm in the same camp as you, hoping that season uh, that season of dawn will ramp up. Oh, oh, seasons in destiny will ramp over the year like they did last year, with a change from powerful drops to pinnacle with shadow keep. Do you think that this raises a new issue of seasons need to accommodate for season of dawn's activities uh, need to have a way for us to earn pinnacle as well as powerful? Right, I, I'm pretty sure they have a, a, a play in mind. We'll just have to wait and see what it is. Because the leveling, we've debated the leveling round and round. Are they going to do a gear bump or not? Are they going to do a pinnacle bump or not? I don't know. Overkill. What's your least favorite change this season and how would you improve it? Um, honestly, the boss fights and nightmare hunts. I did a whole talk on boss fights. It hasn't hit YouTube yet. I don't know when it's going to hit YouTube. I did that as like an extra filler video that I think is important, but it didn't need to land like right away. There was nothing pressing about its relevancy. Uh, and I basically argued in the video that the nightmare hunt bosses are ridiculously disappointing and frustrating because the content is so close to being really, really good and the boss fights actually ruin it for me. So that's that to me is my least favorite thing that they did. I it, Nightmare hunts at 980 are so good there's so much required synergy <clears throat> excuse me and planning and and pressure and unique challenge I love it I think they're great and I think unfortunately the boss fights basically ruin them I think the boss fights ruin them Josh with a spoon not something related to the season but do you think raid gear should be made special in some way like weapons with their own exclusive perks 
and armor with exclusive mod slot uh, for raid mods. As someone who does not care about gear anymore or anything, I kind of stopped raiding. Well, you have to run the raid to get some of the more influential perks like Enhanced Relay Defender, okay? But there's also Enhanced Voltaic Moat Collector, uh, and then there is a couple others that show up on Solar Gear. There is the Voltaic Ammo Collector that shows up, and then on Arc uh, Armor, you can get the, um, oops, that's not a piece that has the slot, um, you can get the, the Tether one, Enhanced Resistance Tether. So, they they were actually really thoughtful about this, and in a lot of my raid talks, I've tried to really praise this. This is a this is a moving the needle in the right direction. There are literal strategies built around enhanced relay defender, which I think is awesome. People did it before I even thought of it. The one day I thought about, it, I was like, "Well, couldn't we use that and just one shot use that to do one stun?" And people are like, "Yeah, they've already done it, Lono." And I was like, "Oh wow, right." So these mods drop in the raid and they don't take long to get these come from the chests these mods drop in the raid uh, and the raid all you need is the undying mod slot so you don't need raid gear to use it you can use um, for example this is a substitutional alloy chest piece okay this is from vex offensive but it has the slot so if I want to I can run voltaic moat collector or enhanced relay defender these are things there now James work had some thoughts on that he said some of those mods don't make any sense right now what if they are gonna change the encounters and do something like raid layers or different raid encounters or contest modifier or something where you're gonna really really want some of those because right now all we run is relay defender nobody's really running anything else um, so I think they move the needle on raid loot in a good direction, but not enough. And the analogy that I've used is, if you're on the highway, and the speed limit is 70, and your grandma's doing 35, and you're like, Grandma, speed up, what the frick? And she bumps up her speed to 50. She has made the car go faster, but still not enough. She's still not going 70 miles an hour. Raid gear, up to now, has been a 35 mile an hour grandma in a 70 mile an hour zone, and you're like, can you please make the loot better? And Bungie has. They have sped the car up. They've moved the needle, okay? But, because they shrunk the amount of perks that can land on a gun, each lane only has four possible perks, increasing the likelihood of you getting a pretty good roll or the god roll you're looking for. And they added really influential mods that change strategy in at least one fight. Um, so... And, and Eugene is saying, Voltaic Ammo Collector, make sure that you're full on heavy. I run that mod with Sniper, Divinity, and Delirium for the first encounter. See, there's there are strategies that are kind of emerging and builds that are emerging around those mods. So in my opinion, they've actually, they deserve credit here. They've done good work to say, raid loot has been pretty poor in Destiny 2. Let's move the needle. And I'm going to say, good job, but we're still not going 70 miles an hour. You've got to move the needle further. It still isn't good enough. The weapons aren't unique enough. There's nothing special about them. The armor, again, looks amazing, but it the stat rolls are terrible. You can get better stat rolls on stuff in, <laughs> in other places, and that just should not be the case. People should not be matchmaking an Iron Banner and getting better stat rolls than stuff dropping in the raid. At the very least, I should be able to match what people are getting from Iron Banner. 
Jinja 300. I doubt we'll get a full reveal next season this week, but it could be a chance of Bungie mentioning the reveal date at the end of the TWAB. Yeah, they could say, hey, look for a stream, look for a vid doc next week or this week or blah, blah, blah. They could do that. I, I, I think that's possible. Easy E. Do you think with the direction of the Undying Mind dialogue we received this week that there could be some change each week for the season ending? I mean, yeah, there could be. But I don't think there's going to be any loot attached to that because the, the, the season's going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. Less chances, less chances, less chances, and then Vex Offensive goes away. Gale Play. Do you think there's enough interesting loot drops in the game? I love Lectern, A to 1, and Ikora style grinding, but I kind of miss the feeling of getting something cool randomly dropping, even more so after having all the world drop exotics. I personally don't know when you guys were getting god roll world drops ever before. All of my favorite loot and my most memorable loot from D1 came from a particular source. Fatebringer, Imago Loop, Vision of Confluence, uh, Treads Upon Stars, uh, all those guns came from particular places and particular grinds. Genesis Chain, uh, and the list goes on. I, I didn't. I didn't have any random world drop stuff that I've ever. That, that's never been something in Destiny, at least not for me. So intentional grinds are the future. When Ada showed up in the game, I said, "This is the future of weapon and and loot grinding for Destiny. It's beautiful. It pairs intentionality with RNG in the best possible way." And we've gotten Ada. We got the Menagerie. We got Lectern. We got Ikora. They continue to iterate on the idea, and we should be thanking them and praising them for that because. I want it more places. We don't want to go into this world of people playing for nine months, never getting a god roll Ias Luna or a god roll Matador or a god roll Party Crasher. Like the non-intentional grind for those loots, those loot drops was absurdly bad. And yes, a small slice of the community has a fond memory of getting a god roll Ias Luna and everybody else hates that grind because there was no intentionality around it. Uh, Cheshire. Do you think with a future major DLC, Bungie would need to figure out how they can make the loot in the game more future-proof? I kind of want past scenarios uh, where some of the community still yearns for old gear. Uh, oh, I kind of what you want to be past scenarios where we long for older gear. I don't know, man. I, they need to do, they need to completely overhaul the weapon system the way they did the armor system. That needs to happen first, and then they have to do something like you're saying. It has to be scalable. Like whatever I earn right now still needs to be valuable in the following seasons. And while it remains valuable and retains its value and worth to me, you also have to create new incentives to chase. How do you do that? I got God roll everything. What are you going to do? There's only so many archetypes of guns. There's only so many things you can do with armor. There's only so many pivots you can do. So, yeah, future proofing is going to be tough. Scalability is the problem. They can create great loot grinds and great loot and great systems, but is it scalable? Cruxley. What do you think about having armor set bonuses for raids instead of the current mods? I like the mods because they bring intentionality and differences in strategy and depth. I can live with it not being intrinsic to the armor. Set bonuses on the actual raid gear. I don't know if they want to do that. They did set bonuses for drifters. uh, I'm sorry, for Gambit Prime. That's... uh, I don't know. I, I want more of it. I do. But I don't know if Bungie wants to do that. That was... I feel like they tested that out. And it'd be... It'd be cool if there was more of that. Imagine, um, imagine that you would go in and say, I am going to be a blank in the raid. Because we have like Reaper and Collector and all of that, Invader. You have all that in Gambit Prime. What if you did something similar in a raid? Like you could get, uh, you could get all these things and then as you do it, 
um, you get like a title and then that title comes with benefits and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't know. They could do set bonuses. I'm not going to argue harsh, hard, like really harsh for set bonuses because I think the mods really brought a lot of cool stuff to the raid and I think that was sufficient. I'm really looking at the weapons as needing a bigger overhaul. We- armor 2.0, the main quibble is stat dr- stat rolls in the on the armor in the raids, not necessarily needing set bonuses, especially with armor affinities and stuff like that. It could get really touchy with needing to wear an entire armor set from the raid to get the set bonus and then you sacrifice a lot. You sacrifice your stat rolls, you sacrifice your your armor affinities and all those things so that is more than 30 minutes of question answer thank you guys for allowing me to do multiple talks and q a's and keeping the questions on point it's been really really good i know the listeners are probably going to appreciate them you know things kind of staying in a lane if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at saying no to rage.com if you're watching live right now don't go anywhere we're going to keep on streaming if you're listening into the other places please like share and subscribe